By now, we know that bad things happen in Philadelphia. So the Water Boys created the Bad Things Happen in Philadelphia wager with points bet for Sunday night action. A head-to-head matchup of Carson Wentz's total completions on Sunday night football versus Jimmy Butler's total points in Game 2 of the NBA Finals. Head on over to the points bet Sportsbook at PointsBet.com and click under the Name a Bet section, place your wager, or click the link in this episode's description to place your bet. Only in New Jersey and only created by the one and only Waterboys podcast. Head to pointsbet.com right now. That's pointsbet.com. back to another episode of the water boys podcast as always i'm kyle joined by gary and pj listen if you haven't seen it yet go check out the water boys highlight video we're trying out for the eagles because first off we're, down on, kyle, we're trying we tried out for the eagles we tried out for the eagles we were down to two mm-hmm. wide receivers maybe three wide receivers listen you can't do much worse than the practice squad we're right in your backyard come get us if you need to contact our agent it's bryce tregs yep pending some I's, some T's dotted, crossed. But oh, we're still negotiating my perk package, but that's true. yeah. What what's your uh what what's your lowest? What to be we signed start? for? I mean, I'll take the, the bottom floor. I'll take the veteran minimum, it's fine. But you gotta you gotta you Oh right, yeah. No, I want five million up front and I want at least three and a half of that guaranteed. Okay. I think I would I would love that. Five five mil, three and a half guaranteed. I think we're both yeah. do we have to split that? Are we like a do we count against uh, the 53-man roster, both of us? Um. Well, I think we do, but I'm, I'm fine splitting with you, Bryce. I know we probably shouldn't negotiate, like, over the actual airways, but just make it so we're each getting two and a half with, you know, 1.75 guaranteed. I will not go over the middle either. Or, oh, I will. Did you see those feet? I'd go right over the middle. So, yeah, so check out that video uh, at Water Boys on Twitter or at Water Boys on Instagram. Gary and I basically put together a highlight video uh, for the Eagles because they need it badly. And follow along next week. Uh, either next week or the following week, Bryce Strikes will be coming on the Water Boys podcast to talk about it and a little bit about what the process of becoming an agent like and uh, the NFL today. And being our agent. And being our agent. All right. Before we get into the 49ers preview, this shit that's going on in, in Pittsburgh, it doesn't get any easier for the Eagles. You mean Tennessee? Well, I mean Pittsburgh because I don't care about Tennessee. We don't play Tennessee. We play Pittsburgh That's and true. basically off a bye. The fact that they just get to have whatever they get, they just get a free week. Did you see some of the Pittsburgh Steelers complaining? I, I think Clay uh, – what's Claypool's first name? I'm going to say Chase. All right, Chase Claypool. So supposedly mm-hmm. instead of them having a game since it was postponed, now they're having a rookie dinner where, where they pick up the tab. So basically Chase Claypool loses 10 to 20 grand because of, uh, because of the Titans. And he had, a, he had an ever- awesome tweet. was like – Yo, Titans, you got to reimburse me or pick up the tab or something. Did you ever watch uh, like the any of the sports documentaries where they do credit card roulette? No. What, what, what you, you talking about hard knocks? No, I mean like they'll do it in like twenty four seven and like the NHL ones twenty four seven on HBO. They all put like their credit cards in a hat and they pull out two and that two has to pay. Imagine being the guy making the least amount of money and Crosby's down there buying surf and turf for everybody, yes. being like, oh boy. I, I love the uh, the bills that come out of the rookie dinners just to see oh, yeah. what everybody like got. Gonna, what's the nicest bottle of wine you got? We'll have two of those. Yeah. I think one year, I think it was the, a Cowboys rookie. might have been Leo, uh, Leo Collins. I'm pretty sure they had like 60 Coronas on the tab. It was just a bunch of fucking just big boys just 
some big uglies just pounding Coronas. Slamming Coronas. I feel like – do you feel like the majority of Cowboys fans like Corona – like just like Corona? They probably like Coronavirus more than they like Corona. Well, I mean, Coronavirus isn't real down in Texas, so. Mm-mm. They got fans. Yeah, 25%. Um, NFL Network, if you saw this on Thursday Night Football, them using the graphic and putting Nick Mullins over Carson Wentz should be the ultimate fire that lights, lights it under Carson Wentz's ass, which is good for that us. Was- because- we determined him the savior, and we doubled down on the Wentz wagon. So that was just shots fired. That was absurd. I at first when like the tweet came out, they're like, "Uh oh," and I was like, "What's the big deal?" And then I was like, "Oh, oh, damn it!" <laughs> I was like, yeah. "That was it, it." Was one of those reactions where I was like, hey, "This isn't a big deal." And so, then I was like, "Fuck, this is a big deal." If you didn't see the graphic on uh, Thursday Night Football, it was basically four games: Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, and then two primetime games. It was Dak Prescott, Pat Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers, Monday Night Football, and fucking Nick Mullins as the Eagles. They were promoting Nick Mullins, who – remember that primetime game for like three years ago? His coming out party? Pretty Nick sure Mullins he had, like, had a yeah, coming out party? Four, yeah, he had like four touchdowns on Monday Night Football, and like people were like, Jimmy Garoppolo who? I did not know that. Um, there was another one. What was the other thing I read about Nick Mullins? Oh, he broke all Brett Favre's record at – Mississippi State, maybe, or Southern Miss? Southern Miss. Did you watch any of that game last night, the Thursday Night Football game? No, I did not. You actually missed a hell of a game. But it was I... like, Adam Gase should be fired. It was just, at the end of the game, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck were talking about relatives that they had named Mark. Um, Adam Gase was just calling timeouts down two scores with under a minute left to go. That Vic Fangio... Uh, then told his players to, to just go to the fucking locker room and not shake hands. And hey, then here's a here's a oh, one man. I missed. What what happened with Joe Flacco? Did he play hey, last night? Oh, I literally thought um, Sam Darnold broke his collarbone as well as all of social media thought he did too. Oh, so Joe Flacco's on the Jets? Yeah. See, I didn't know that. Are oh, you thought he was still on the Broncos? I just saw Joe Flacco and I was like, oh, I didn't know he was still. Uh, on the Broncos. Yeah, he's backing up Sam Darnold. It's almost a revenge game for, for Joe Flacco. But then Did the last good? one, uh, he had like one series. Oh, okay. Um, and then Brett Rippian. Elite? And then, no. And then Vic <laughs> Fangio literally kept Brett Rippian in to with eight seconds left. He was just throwing bombs out of bounds to t- try to shed some clock. Shed the clock, right? Shed the clock. And Brett Rippian was just taking fucking shots to the head. There was like six personal foul calls that game. And then one was on Brett Rippian at the end. Brett Rippian might be concussed. Like, he literally – like, Greg Williams had some bounties to pay last night. <laughs> Greg Williams – I can't believe Greg Williams is still allowed to be in the NFL after what he was clearly caught doing. If the best thing was someone I saw in New York tweeted, they can't fire Adam Gase because then Greg Williams gets the job and players, like, for some reason, play for Greg Williams. They love Greg Williams wherever he goes. So then they won't get the number one pick. Well, I think that happened with – um. Cleveland. He got the job in Cleveland after they fired. Was it Hugh Douglas? They fired? Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jack. Hugh Douglas. Hugh Douglas is uh, you know, number fifty-three defensive end. Eagles. Hugh Jackson fired. Hugh Jackson. They let Greg Williams take over, and I think they won games. Yeah, they started winning with Manziel or without Manziel. With, I forget. No, it wasn't. It was Baker. It was definitely Baker. I would love to see Baker Mayfield and Greg Williams interact. Todd Haley was the offensive coordinator there. Yes, Greg Williams and Todd Haley. That. That coach's meeting had to smell like booze and just like – it had to smell like strip clubs. There's no doubt that Todd Haley and Greg Williams just got after it in this Cleveland, like, one-star 
Well, do you remember? Do you remember uh, Hard Knocks? They just argued with each other the entire time. That clip in Hard Knocks is all time with Hugh Jackson when it's like, yeah, you guys don't know what you're talking about when basically Todd Haley and Greg Williams have been head coaches at home. <laughs> well, well, Greg Williams was interim, like an interim head coach, right? Yeah, he's been. A, okay. I think he's been a couple interim. I think he was at he was in Cleveland, obviously, and St. Louis. I want to say after Jeff Fisher. It's very possible. Who's the better interim head coach, Coach Ogeron or Greg Williams? Oh, Coach Coach O. Coach O got that LSU job off of being the interim, being the interim for USC. He also got Michael Orr to come to Ole Miss, buy into the program, and probably the Tuies probably had a nice little booster mm-hmm. money to be mm-hmm. uh, shelling out. Can you do a Coach O impression? Like, do you think you have one? I do not. I'm not a good crew. Right. I'm gonna. I'm I feel gonna like try. you got you got some like I feel like you got some uh, baritone in you. We're just gonna go to run, 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 football. Okay, that was, was that good? good. I don't know. That was like Coach O mixed with um, that guy from the Water Boys, Farmer Fran. The Water Boys? Oh, 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 oh. I know. The Water Boy. Yeah, I got oh, you. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think we have a guy who works for us called Farmer Fran. I wish we did. I would hire that guy in a second. Special teams, go do laps with Farmer Fran. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into the 49ers preview. Both teams are a skeleton. They are a shell of them former selves. No Bosa, no Solomon Thomas, no Garoppolo. We don't have any wide receivers. Right now, since it's San Francisco minus seven, uh, over is 46. They're going to win this game. And I know we do this every week. Yep. Mm-hmm. Into it, but this is what we do in Philadelphia. The sky is falling by Wednesday, by Thursday, and then by Friday, we talk ourselves into it. It's a skeleton team. It's Carson Wentz versus Nick Mullins. Carson Wentz, should, that, should, that graphic should literally, it should be the graphic game. You should let yeah. a fire under his ass. Call it the graphic game. I love that. Let's start marketing that. Market that. Graphic game. All right. The graphic game. Uh, copyright that. Um, don't know how to, but we will. Let me it's write that down. Um, how you feeling? They had one healthy wide receiver practice. But Doug had- is very excited about the wide receivers. Hey, would you just let me get through my fucking preview here, man? <laughs> go again. Go again. Go again. <laughs> no, you keep that in. Um, they have one healthy wide receiver. That healthy wide receiver is Greg Ward. The running backs are completely doo-doo if they're not named Miles Sanders. Carson Wentz couldn't hit the broadside of a barn right now. And their defense can't get an interception to save their life. That being said, Eagles by 50, we're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, I still have the, the Donovan McNabb uh, five games into the 03 season when they went 12-4. and four in my brain from, uh, from Wednesday's podcast. So only through, only through 16 touchdown passes that year. Carson Wentz already has five. I don't know. I don't know. I wish I, re- I don't have the notes. I have the notes. I have the notes, Kyle. It's because we're a professional podcast. I have the notes. Okay. He only has three. Okay. He only has three touchdown passes so far, but he has six interceptions. So he's due. He's due. And he's this due. defense, this defense is getting healthier, getting healthier mm-hmm. every day. Not named Avante Maddox. Will Parks. We'll be back soon. Still. Still a little concerned that there's not a single linebacker on the roster that can play. Uh, the the George Kittle, uh, Nate Gary memes are going to be a lot of fun. George Kittle's going to eat our lunch this week. Yeah. Uh, but, well, I mean, I guess Nick Mullins is kind of good. Is Nick Mullins good? Or is he? He broke all the records. He broke all Brett Favre's record. That's all I, that's what I judge him on. So, yeah, he's good. Just like Derek Barnett is 100% better than Reggie White because he broke all his records at Tennessee, so he's the better player. Boom. Find the flawed logic there. Dare you to. Or is Josh Sweat better than Reggie White so that we can save a bunch of money on that Derek Barnett contract? Yes, okay. I like that angle better. 
I openly root for Josh Sweat every, yep. time he's mm-hmm. on, every time he's on the field, and I get really angry when Dark Burnett does it. Uh, should we just become a Josh Sweat podcast? Well, we just need to be a Josh Sweat podcast because we need fucking money. We need any help we can get. Are you saying we need money like the Waterboys need money? Because, yeah, you're not wrong. And we then, two, okay, yeah, we can use some capital. But also, Bryce, help us out with that one. Uh, but also, yeah, we had, Howie needs capital. Howie needs help. Um, we really should just become a Josh Sweat podcast. Like, we'll, we'll start a whole new podcast called Sweat It Out. Sweating to the, what's his number? Four? Sweating to the 90s. Sweating to the 80s was real big back in the day. Sweater weather. All right, hold on a second. I got an idea. We change the whole idea just to sweat boys. We'll just be the sweat boys. Just us working out in the 24-hour fitness all day? Yeah, I mean, I probably need that. Just us in trash bags? Although like, I did run a 428. That's true. If It's just us in trash bags trying to make weight. Mm-hmm. We got a, like we got a wrestling match. Like we're uh, like Vision Quest. Like we're about to like Russell shoot. Uh, would the Eagles be 3-0-1 with uh, Nick Foles playing? I hate your fucking guts for. I'm just saying, like, would we be a three zero and one theme with Nick Foles playing? Listen, here's a, here's an idea. Let's have a once and for all week, where we decide that we we'll, we'll put it for Friday. We'll never talk about it again. We'll never talk about it again. But once and for all, we need to decide if it's Foles or Wentz. Except two months later, we'll just talk about it again, right? When 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 we run out of topics to talk about, we'll talk about it in mid July. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. So big news in the Sixers world. Still nobody from the front office is fired, but. We have a coach now. Now, if you listened on Wednesday, I was on. I was pro Doc Rivers, PJ, anti Doc Rivers. We did film a video yesterday, as we talked about in the beginning. I think we kind of talked PJ into Doc Rivers. I don't know, but Peach, how you feeling? Well, I'm still not in. Uh, this got done really fast. This was like love at first sight. I mean, brand that it was D'Antoni's job to lose, and then yeah. our firing was. I mean, Tyloo got stepped, like Tyloo was in it, and then Tyloo just got stepped over immediately when Stock Rivers was available. But they, like, met for a day. He's watching. They pulled, like, a Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones. Mike McCarthy slept over Jerry Jones' house. Doc Rivers was watching a basketball game with Elton Brand and the crew. Seemed like they were getting along. Big thing that I took away from this is that he has no GM duties. I would think that Mike D'Antoni would want some GM like uh, like roster construction and something like that because he has obviously his system. So I think that was also a big reason. I think Elton Brand wants to prove that he can be the guy, if that makes sense. I think he knows – he'll never admit it, but I think he knows he messed up. I think uh, all Sixers fans don't like the, how quickly they love the hire of Elton Brand, a home talent – not really home talent, but played for the Sixers, obviously. He's quickly changed in the views – of Sixers faithful. And I think he wants to be the guy to prove that he can still be an adequate GM. So I think that was the biggest reason why they took Doc Rivers besides the coaching aspect. I get a little worried because I love the Doc Rivers signing. I think right now it's a player's empowerment league. You need someone they're going to respect. I think Doc Rivers gets that out of people. Uh, Back when he had KG, who was just an absolute nut. He had Paul Pierce who, you know, had his own problems. And then he had, um, Rondo, you know, yeah, a lot of Reed Rondo, who was who was young, and then he had he had uh, Ray Allen, who was a perfectionist, and that's a totally different ego as well. He and Kendrick Perkins and Kendrick and Kendrick Perkins, we've seen how that guy is. Um, like I just I feel like he he molds egos really well. What worries me is that report that came out that basically um, Elton Brand was a shield for the front office just to take a bunch of bunch of bullets while 
they went off scot-free. Um, I still think there's too many cooks in the kitchen. I can't believe no one even flip like, like fire, fire the secretary or something in the front office. My God, like make some kind of front office shakeup. The thing is though, there's, there's two things. We still have Josh Harris there. I don't know how much he's in day-to-day operations. I don't really know who calls the shots, how everything is in the pecking order. It could be Scott O'Neill as well. I just get worried. I, I'm worried about the front office. I'm worried about them making the right decisions. And then secondly, there's no more excuses with, with Joel and Ben. I know, like, I love Joel. I love Ben, 24 years old, all defensive team, all NBA third team. And then you got Joel. And I get, I get worried about these guys. I know we're supposed to say that, like, they like each other because we have that one clip that floats around where Joel Embiid says he wants to play with Ben Simmons the rest of his life. He's on camera. What's he supposed to say? I fucking hate Ben Simmons. I just I, – I don't know how well they mesh well. I think Joel's a little little moodier. Um, you brought up a point yesterday that I really liked, and, I, and it, this feels really like we're diving too far into it. But, like, the Matisse-Thibel vlogs in the bubble – they they weren't in any of them. Yeah, like, I didn't I didn't want to like when you say deep dive, that is it is picky, but it's just like I feel like it's I can't believe like more people haven't talked about that. Like you're with them every day in the bubble. You are stuck. You are literally stuck. Not in like a professional world where you can go and do whatever you want. You are stuck with these guys in the bubble. And obviously, if you're like obviously Matisse Dival and Tobias Harris are really good friends on and off the court, and he was with them and Kyle Quinn, and you saw that, but. I mean, well, I saw Joel once. Ben wasn't in any of them. I saw, yeah, I saw Ben, I think, on the bus one time. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. But people have to understand this, Sixers fans. I have to understand this. Just because we got Doc Rivers, just because you want to believe Doc Rivers is a better coach than Brett Brown, does not mean we are now contenders. Like, so many more things have to change. You got to still fix the roster and, and, just fixing the roster is just not easy. One, Ben and Joel still have to develop. They have to get better. And if those two things don't happen, it doesn't matter how good of a coach Doc people think Doc Rivers is. Like, we're still going to end up in the middle of the East. We can get a three seed or if, you know, Giannis leaves and Toronto starts like to get older and deteriorate. Obviously, now you have Brooklyn. But we can get a top four seed. But We should honestly get a top four seed. We should, there's no reason why. Uh, if Giannis stays, Milwaukee's better. If Brooklyn is going to be as good as they're supposed to be, they're obviously better. Outside of that, I don't want to hear an excuse that Toronto, except that they have a better coach, they play better team basketball, is better than us. Like next year, we should overlap Toronto if we make the proper moves. And there's even no the reason heat. we should, even the Heat, there's no reason we shouldn't be a top three seed. There's no reason. You're, no, you're exactly right. I mean, and there's a chance we, we're, the, we're the fourth seed in the Atlantic if, uh, if, if they play like they did this year. Yeah, I just. There's no more excuses for this team. Like you, you, Ben and Joel have to buy in, and I hate attacking those guys, but like, I I don't think Ben is necessarily a leader. I think he 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 leads on the court, but I don't think he's going to get anyone's ass when when you need it. And yeah, thing, Jimmy Butler kind of showed what it's like to have a a leader that will get in your ass when they need to. And we'll just, we'll just play. I don't want to say balls to the wall. I think they play hard, but. Um, I think Ben Simmons always played. There's not been a single time that I've watched Ben Simmons. I'm like, he's not playing hard. I think Ben Simmons, it goes full 99% of the time. Here's where the Sixers are right now in this hierarchy of power, right? 
Ben and Joel, you protect your star players as long as you can. As long as you can. From You can tell on the Sixers Twitter, no one thinks it's Ben and Joel's fault, right? First, it goes your GM, and we've gone through four of them, okay? Next, it goes your coach, who we have finally, Sixers fans finally got rid of Brett Brown, and now you have Doc Rivers. That's it. You've gone through three GMs. Hinky, Colangelo, and Allen Brand. You finally fired Brett Brown, so you've gone through your coach. You've gone through everything. You've gone through two roster constructions, and the only two people that are still there are Ben and Joel. That is the common factor in everything. Everything has changed. There is no more shield for Ben and Joel. If they don't get it done, all the heat. And I know that the media has already been on them about them splitting up, but you could, you could backfire to coach, GM, roster doesn't fit. Now that's all those excuses are done. We have gone through all of them and they're not going to repeat because it, I mean, obviously they can, but you understand what I'm saying? Like you have gone through every single possible layer and now you're at the core. And if it doesn't go right now, if we don't get it done, if the roster is constructed and we still don't reach not the ultimate goal, but close to the ultimate goal, this is the first time in my life that I will actually say, I think it's time if they don't get it done this year, and I see your way that you, you, you move on from one of them. Cause now you're done. All the layers have been saying it's now it's these two. You've gone through everything except these two. And now one of them has, would be the issue if they can't get it done. Yeah. I mean, I think if you, if you really have to go away from one of them, I'm on, you get rid of Joel. Um, I'd rather a guy who does I agree. Than a, than a big man in today's league. I think he's a, Wonderful defensive talent. Um, that's very necessary. It shows you, you know, what happens right now in, in game one of the NBA finals, how good it is to have a guy like Anthony Davis who can just, you know, go up and down the floor and is just, you know, just bigger than everybody. No, I agree. I agree. I'm saying I would move on but, from Joel Embiid. Yeah, I, I always worry about his injuries. He's going to be 30 in, in, in three years and stuff. And I'm doing the sports writer thing where I write somebody off at 30 years old. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would just rather a guy that just fills the, fills the fills the stat sheet and can just distribute and everything and plays like LeBron light. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what what we're really trying to hammer home is like it's all this this bulletproof, all this all this shield is is gone. Like you can't no longer throw the blame out there for or you can't you can no longer protect Ben and and Joel. It's something's got to be figured out, whether we surround them with shooters, whether we bring Chris Paul in, whether we bring in um, another star, get Horford's contract out here. A lot of things are still up in the air. You know, Doc, Doc Rivers is a knife Band-Aid right now, but it still needs to be – there's still a lot that needs to happen for this team to um, achieve what it wants to achieve. Yeah, I mean, we're entering the – I mean, we say this every year, but I, we're entering the third straight offseason, the most important offseason that the Sixers have had, probably ever. I mean – we said that two years ago to get a third star. We said that last year when Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris were on contracts. I mean, they're impending free agents and running it back. And we ended up with Al Horford and Tobias Harris. And now we're saying it again because if it stays the same, we're just going to be the same thing and not really compete. So once again, it's the biggest offseason in, I mean, my Sixers memory. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that. Doc gets as much as he got out of uh, Tobias when Tobias did that little stint in LA uh, before he was traded here. So hopefully that's good. Um, we'll get rid of the Horford contract, like I said, and we'll, uh, it'll be an interesting time. It'll be an interesting year. Uh, Horford then, for Buddy Heald. That's all I ask. Get it done. It's it, Some things are too good to be true sometimes. It's like when Jordan Howard was, remember like Jordan Howard's on the trade block for the Bears? I think everyone 
wanted Jordan Howard on the Eagles. And it was like a perfect match. And it obviously got done. I just think it was so easy to get done. Al Horford and Buddy Hill swap. I think it, I think it's like a match made in heaven. I think it's just like it's gonna happen. I'm manifesting it, and I don't even do that. It's gonna I happen. I mean, it's, it's the Kings. Anything happens with the Kings. So yeah. wouldn't be the first time we fleece them on a trade if we do. Do you believe that the president's got corona? Yeah, hundred percent. Why would he lie about that? Did you see CNN's article today? They're like at 72 and overweight. The, the president is very at risk. I was like, yikes, damn CNN. Listen. Go right to this guy's heart. Whoever said CNN doesn't call like they say it. I don't know. I think we are about to embrace the greatest narrative that we've ever seen in presidential candidate history. He is going to take hydrochloroquine or whatever the fuck it's called. And he's going he's gonna to spin the narrative that, well, Joe Biden could never come back from this disease. And he I might just, he might just start, ready for it. He might just start drinking hydrochlorophene right away. It's a little fishy that he got the, he got the corona 14 days before the next uh, presidential debates. Yeah, but he's not in the next presidential debate. Remember that. It's the next one's the vice president's. I don't think so. I think it's – no, it's him in two weeks. Uh, I thought it was the vice president. That's just me being informed. I'm informed. Hand up. My bad on that one. My bad. If you, I mean, I'm not watching the vice president ones. That's like watching. No. It's like watching the undercard in the in the primary. You know what they should do? They should just yeah. What the hell? Like watch the under. You know what they should do with the vice president debate? They should put it on like when the Price is Right is on. So like normally when you'd see the commercials for like the walk-in bathtub, because those are the only people who are watching. The uh, vice president's debate, basically blue hairs and, well, I mean, there's a lot of unemployed people. Yeah, maybe a lot of people will watch it this year. A lot of people work from home too. Mm. Did you see that the ratings were down for the first presidential debate? Is politics in trouble? Politics has always been in trouble. Countries in shambles. I mean, what, people want to come after the NBA. You want me to do it? Spade a spade. Got to call it when politics numbers are down. You gotta you gotta call mm-hmm. a spade a spade. Do they need a new commissioner? That's that's a question. Do they need a new commissioner? Figure out the new thing. Do you think – do you have a Trump impression? Do you have one? Never never had one. Never go with impression. Okay. I, right. I, the, only, the only impression I ever had, Little Nicky. Like the one from the movie, like the Adam Sandler one? Yeah. Let's hear it. I used to look like that, but then my brother Cassius him in the head with a shovel. That was pretty good. Yeah. And I'll say those are nice ones too. Say they're nice ones too. Oh, they're nice ones. <laughs> that's – well, this is going to go down as one of our more uh, ridiculous podcasts. I <laughs> I was trying to just go into a Trump impression. I just didn't know what I wanted to say. It's going to be huge. Hello, Angelo. We have more jobs here than anywhere in the world. It's going to be billions times better than any other country in the world. Do, do bad things happen in Philadelphia? Bad things. Listen, bad things, they happen in Philadelphia. Bad things. Bad things. No, I mean, a billion things, a billion things bad happen in Philadelphia. Listen, you got to call it like you say it, all right? Politics is down. It's, you know, it's not easy out there. The gen, it's the Gen Zers again. The straight it is the Gen Zers. The Gen Zers, they're, they're ruining live sports. I don't know if you saw that. They're not watching live sports now. Hulu has live sports, though. Hulu does have live sports. Maybe they are watching it on Hulu or YouTube TV. That now has Google TV. They're the same fucking company, but now they want to make two different TVs. What is going on right now? That's double jeopardy. They can't do that. Uh, that's why PJ is bringing down the monopolies. Yeah. Listen, if there's anything that comes out of this, 2036, we're going to have a hell of a candidate running. Mm-hmm. We're going to groom him for the next we're 16 years. We're grooming him. 
I mean, he's, he's pro-weed. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. He wants to kill the media. Now, he didn't say if that was literal. Metaphorically. He said, he, he said he, okay, he's metaphorically going to kill the media, and he's, he, he favors capitalism. At the media monopolies. Yeah, the monopolies. So maybe that means streaming as well. I don't know. No more fake news. What about us, though? We do our best not to have misinformation. We try. We do our – we try. I got to sneeze. Sneeze on the podcast, I dare you. Sneeze. I went away. Do it. Ah, oh, pussy. Don't come back. Loser won't sneeze. I just need to sniff some dust. Hmm. Hold on. Come on. No, you went away again. I'm crying now. Now I feel like I had to. Dude, the sneeze in his head. The sneeze is 100% in your head now. Tickling my, tickling my right nostril. Um, Someone has to. Do you have any? Do you have any? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> can't do it. He can't sneeze, guys. He can't sneeze. He's like Dewey Cox. He can't smell things. Um, Don't say anything. Don't say anything. About. <laughs> oh. I'm going to edit that in to make sure that we're like. <laughs> Shit. That was a big one. This podcast is off the rails. Um, all right. That's the pod. Uh Rate, like, subscribe. Thank you for everybody who's been tuning in. Like I said, we've seen numbers grow exponentially in the last month and a half. It's been honestly awesome to see. Um, tell your friends, tell a friend, and uh, go birds. Birds. The Winter Boys podcast was created and hosted by Gary Lay and Kyle Pagan with contributions from Jason Green, executive producer John Barchard, and our theme song is Telescope by the Pine Bears.